Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. Today is a very special episode. I think most people know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The pink ribbons and pink products are everywhere. Something that many people may not be aware of, though, is that breast cancer and heart disease intersect in many ways. The treatment for breast cancer can affect the heart and lead to serious complications years after treatment. So with me today to discuss this important topic is a doctor and a nurse practitioner from Advocate Aurora Health. So welcome, Dr. Singh. He's the physician lead for the cardio-oncology program at Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center. Also to Jody Barani, nurse practitioner in the cardio-oncology program. Welcome, Dr. Singh and Jody. Hi, it's great to be here. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, so glad you're with me today. So let's start with some background. Could one of you please review some breast cancer statistics and treatment outcomes? Could you also explain to our listeners which breast cancer treatments can have adverse effects on the heart? So about one in eight women in the United States will develop invasive breast carcinoma over the course of her lifetime. In 2020, an estimated approximately 276,000 new cases of invasive breast cancer are expected to be diagnosed in women and approximately 2,600 cases will be diagnosed in males in the United States. Long-term survival rates after a diagnosis of breast cancer are steadily rising because of early diagnosis and more effective treatment. It is estimated that there is approximately 3.8 million survivors of breast cancer in the United States, including women still being treated and those who have completed treatment. Addition of adjuvant chemotherapy using anthracyclines and HER2-targeted therapy has increased the cure rates in early breast cancer and has significantly prolonged survival in metastatic breast cancer, but with an unintended increase in the incidence of morbidity and mortality due to cardiovascular disease. Radiation therapy, especially to the patient's left breast carcinoma, can also affect the myocardium and coronary arteries. As the number of breast cancer survivors is increasing every year, the field of cardio-oncology has become very important in the management of these women. Okay, great. Thank you for that. And Dr. Singh, when do these cardiotoxic effects show up? Does this happen early on or are we looking at years after treatment? So this can happen actually immediately after treatment or a few years down the line as well. For example, when we look at the chemotherapeutic agent doxorubicin, there are like three types of cardiotoxicity that can develop. One is known as the acute cardiotoxicity. Fortunately, this is rare. This happens like after immediate administration of the doxorubicin. Patients can get elevated blood pressure. They can develop a clinical condition known as pericarditis. This issue usually resolves after one week of cessation of uh, doxorubicin treatment. The second type is known as early onset chronic progressive direct cardiotoxicity. Uh, this typically occurs within one year of administration of the medication. And you can have what we call a systolic or diastolic dysfunction of the heart, meaning either a failure of the heart to squeeze adequately or for the heart for an abnormality to exist where the heart cannot relax as well. So you have impaired filling of the heart during the relaxation phase 
over time, the heart muscle does get dilated as well. The late onset complications actually meaning that they happen after one year of treatment can also happen with doxorubicin. And also the radiation therapy, especially to the left side, can result in what is known as coronary artery disease or diseases of blood vessels of the heart. And that also can happen after a few years. So as far as cardiac dysfunction or cardiotoxicity related to chemotherapy, it can happen either very quickly or can happen, you know, a year or maybe longer down the line. Okay, great. This next question is for you, Jody. Are there other risk factors beyond cancer treatment that put someone at an even higher risk for adverse heart problems? So yes, when we look at patients, we look at their entire medical history, both from a history perspective of other medical diseases, as well as social elements like smoking that could affect them differently. When we look at risk factors beyond cancer treatment that could increase the risk for cardiotoxicities from cancer treatment, we look at histories of heart failure, coronary artery disease, peripheral vascular disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, age, whether people are either less than age 15 or older than age 65 at time of cancer treatment, and also being female can increase your risk. The next question is for Dr. Singh. One of the fascinating things discovered through cardio-oncology research is how certain genes affect a person's risk for developing heart failure after chemotherapy treatment. This knowledge can lead to a more personalized treatment plan, providing the best cancer care while minimizing cardiovascular damage. Can you explain more about that, Dr. Singh? Yes, this is an area of active research. However, at this point, uh, we don't have specific recommendations screening for somebody's uh, genetic predisposition to the risk of cardiotoxicity. When I had reviewed some of this data, the data is actually a little more robust for pediatric literature and pediatric population getting doxorubicin. However, like I said, this is something that's being looked at very actively. But at this point, we don't have specific recommendations to screen uh, somebody from a genetic perspective to you know, determine who is at higher risk. Uh, the data is not as robust, but we hope to have more robust data in the near future. Newer research is showing improvements in early detection and treatment of breast cancer. This leads to higher rates of breast cancer survivors, which is great news for cancer survivors. However, the downside is that there are now potentially more breast cancer survivors that could be at a higher risk for the heart complications that we've discussed. What signs or symptoms do breast cancer survivors need to be on the lookout for? I think it's important to be aware of how you feel at baseline after recovery and completion of your cancer treatment. Any changes that you feel in your condition should be something that you discuss with your oncologist or primary care provider. Some specifically that could pertain to problems with the heart would be shortness of breath, leg swelling, decreased exercise tolerance, fatigue, weakness, kind of a heaviness in the abdomen, a fast heartbeat or feeling palpitations, or having uh, respiratory symptoms like coughing and wheezing. I also think it's important to know that these symptoms could be signs of something else, and it's not always related to your heart if you have these symptoms. But if you do, it's important to reach out to your providers and your oncologist, your primary care physician, or you can reach out to our clinic. 
Okay, if someone is experiencing these symptoms that you just talked about, when should they seek help to minimize damage to the heart? Is this a case of the earlier, the better? And who should they contact? Are they calling the oncologist? Are they calling the cardiologist, their primary care physician, right? With someone who sees maybe many different doctors, who would they reach out to? So I think if someone is experiencing these symptoms, it would be important to reach out earlier rather than later. So I would reach out to the oncologist or primary care provider first to evaluate if the patient has an increased risk of developing cardiotoxicities from their cancer treatments. They could also reach out to the cardio-oncology clinic here at Advocate Aurora St. Luke's, and we have a clinic phone number that could be reached out to. The cardio-oncology clinic at St. Luke's phone number is 414-646-2662. When you call that number, you will likely speak with one of our secretaries, or uh, you can leave a message and one of our nurses will return that. Okay, great. Dr. Singh, the last question is for you. What services are provided in the Karen Yacht Center for Cardio-Oncology to minimize damage to the heart? And what will someone experience when they come in? So what I can tell you is that as soon as we receive the referral to see a patient, we have a, a meeting at least once a week where we actually go over all the new consults that come through. We do a pretty comprehensive evaluation of their chart to see what treatment is planned for them, if they have cardiac risk factors or not. And we actually schedule a lot of testing and blood work if necessary prior to their clinical appointment. So when they come to the clinic for the first time, we have actually done a detailed assessment of what the plan needs to be, what their risk for cardiotoxicity is, or if there is evidence of uh, cardiotoxicity based on uh, the blood work or diagnostic imaging that we've done. So we do a very comprehensive chart review and put in a plan in place even before we see the patient. When they come to see us, we always like to reassure our patients that we're an extra layer of care, basically, to make sure that these patients either do not develop cardiotoxicity, or if they do develop cardiotoxicity, that we have a very good plan moving forward how to mitigate the risk. So we are fully staffed in terms of physicians and nurse practitioners. We're able to get patients in a very reasonable time frame, and we have very good communication with our oncology colleagues. And we absolutely keep them in the loop so that whatever decisions we make or if any changes in chemotherapy are planned, that this is communicated well uh, with both the patient and the oncologist. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of communication between oncology and cardiology. I think that's great. Sounds like your patients are in really good hands. So a huge thank you to Dr. Singh and to also nurse practitioner Jody Barani for sharing their knowledge on the cardiotoxic effects of cancer treatment on the heart and how the Center for Cardio-Oncology and Advocate Aurora Health take care of women's hearts so they don't have to worry about getting treatment for their cancer. Thank you to all of our listeners out there for joining us today. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyantcenter.org 
Like us on Facebook at Karen Yant Center and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.